you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at laist.com sweeps. From LAist Studios, this is Off Ramp. I'm John Raby. So glad to have you with us. Hope you enjoyed the previous episodes where we talked with Tom Jones, where we heard the backstory to the War of the Worlds, and where we heard about the Rankin-Bass kind of secret Hanukkah special, also known as Santa Claus is Coming to Town. If you missed any of those, go back in the list and give them a listen. They're good stuff. Also, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Uh, This time on Off Ramp, uh, I thought we would go back to our very first show from August 5th, 2006. And it's... uh, an interview with Susan Carpenter. Now, Susan Carpenter has a long and distinguished career in Southern California as a journalist. Right now, she's a digital journalist with Spectrum News One. She's written for the New York Times, Los Angeles Magazine, Marketplace, National Public Radio. Spent five years with KPCC, but we talked with her when she was basically the motorcycle columnist with the Los Angeles Times. So this piece is from, again, August of 2006, with Susan Carpenter, about to take us on her motorbike all across Los Angeles. Good morning. Good morning. We picked a nice hot day, just about 100 degrees. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be great in leather. We're strapping a microphone on Susan so she can take us for a ride in Los Angeles, for a virtual ride. Are you ready? I am. Let's get the helmet on with the microphone in it. Does this work? All right. How do I sound? Sound good? Ready to go? Yeah, I am. I'll see you at the studio. Be careful out there. Okay, thank you. It's about 10.30. It's Friday morning. It's hot. It's supposed to be in the 90s today, and I'm already feeling it because I'm in leather. I'm beginning to feel that sweat accumulating on my ribs. (laughs) Just kind of a disgusting feeling. That's probably the worst part about being a motorcycle in Los Angeles, especially if you're a woman. You get off your bike and it's really not even remotely glamorous. Helmet head, sweat. All right, here we are on the 110 going south. See a bunch of brake lights up ahead. And of course, left lane, slowest moving lane out of four. Get a downshift to first, and to split or not to split? That is the question. So now we're in the studio with Susan Carpenter. What we're listening to now is you on the 110. What was happening there? What was the ride like? Well, what always happens right there, it just starts getting congested. It's right where we've got that nexus of freeways coming together. So, um, yeah, I just came up on traffic, and I decide to split lanes. Before you tell us what the lane splitting's like, and because I, I want to know, I, I see riders do that all the time. How frustrating is it to be on a thing that's designed to go fast and be stuck in in, in traffic like that, like all the rest of us schmoes? It sucks, in a word. <laughs> it's really no fun at all because the bike is hot, and on a hot day when you're stuffed in leathers and a helmet, you're even hotter. And your bike gets even hotter. You can watch the temperature gauge go up. And then you start panicking that your motorcycle is going to overheat, which is part of the reason why you split. And now I'm going through. 
kind of go back and forth over the over the white line. I'm going about 35 right here between the cars. And I also think it's okay to do that right here because this is a stretch of freeway I drive often and I know that people don't normally switch a lot between these two lanes. Is it legal to split lanes? It is not illegal to split lanes. That's the subtle difference, yeah. I thought you had Anytime to Anytime there's room. I thought you had to like go the the uh, the flow of traffic or something. There are no laws hmm. on on the books having to do with splitting lanes. It's so much faster. You have no idea if you're in a car. It's really sort of a blast because you just feel like you're on this long, long cut to the front of a line. Usually when I'm coming up behind the cars, I kind of, as much as I'm looking at that path between the cars to see that it's entirely clear, I'm also looking through the windows to see if people are talking on cell phones or if they're having really animated conversations and then I just want to make sure that I give them a lot of room. The governor just uh, just said people shouldn't use cell phones while they're driving. He's a motorcycle rider himself, yeah, and now he's morning. licensed. <laughs> how, uh, how much of a danger is that? It's really, really scary. I mean, I've talked on a cell phone in my car. There are those moments where you come back to being on the road, and you're like, I totally don't remember that last stretch that I was driving. Mm-hmm. And then that's just magnified with a cell phone. You just want people to notice that you're there. I've seen people driving reading your paper. <laughs> I've seen it too, <laughs> reading scripts. Scripts for crash, right? Right. Hey, this is a go. All right, let's listen to some more. Aha, here it is. I'm going to hang back and let the cars give me some room so I can sort of enjoy this little S-curve I'm coming up on. It says 20 miles per hour. It has that one of those S-curve signs. I'm just going to speed up, get it over into a little bit of a lean angle, and then switch back to the left. It's a blast. A little cheap thrill. That was it. Lasted about, what, five seconds? This cheap thrill you're talking about, where is this? On 6th Street. I don't even know exactly where it is on 6th Street. It's somewhere uh, east of Highland. Because so, so many of the streets in Los Angeles are just straight. Mm-hmm. And sure, it's fun riding in a straight line, but it's also really fun to take turns. What's the fastest you've ever gone on a motorbike on the highway, not on like a track or something? 110. That's about as fast as I'd want to go. That's like driving 200 or something in a car. Well, you feel like a bobblehead doll. Your head just starts wiggling around in the wind, you know, and I have a neck problem <laughs> right now <laughs> because of riding so much. But, uh, yeah, to answer your question, 110, yeah. Why and where? On the 2. The 2 is a great freeway for motorcycling. Were you a mom when you drove 110? Yes. Did I you should think? not be admitting that, <laughs> but yes. It was because I was reviewing the ZX-14, the Kawasaki. You know, the one that I launched the column with. Uh-huh. It's, yeah. not, oh, it's not a habit I want to get into. I don't think that you should always be tearing around the streets of L.A. going 110 miles per hour. But I thought that for this particular bike, I needed to feel how it felt to ride the big bike the way that it was meant to be ridden. Can you expense a ticket at work? I don't know. I need to ask Dan Neal. <laughs> you need to ask whoever's in charge at Tribune yeah, Company, Yeah, yeah, exactly. They probably wouldn't look, to, look upon that too kindly. Thanks for coming in. You're welcome. Susan Carpenter writes the Throttle Jockey column for the L.A. Times. You can check out her work at latimes.com. I know that a lot of people, they think that motorcycling is a death wish. But I've always thought of it as more of a life wish because you want to really experience things. Sometimes as I'm riding, I just look at these people in cars and think how much people dread their commute. And uh, just think how lucky I am to be on a motorcycle because it's... 
even if you're stuck in traffic, it's, if you can split lanes and you're moving, it's still just a blast to be on two wheels. You just feel so alive. That piece originally aired on off-ramp on our very first show, August 5th, 2006. Susan Carpenter, back then, was writing for the Los Angeles Times, back when they had a motorcycle correspondent. Those were kind of the end of the glory days. Now, Susan Carpenter is a digital journalist with Spectrum News One. From Elias Studios, I'm John Raby, and I'll catch you next time on The Off-Ramp. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people.